Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hi guys, I'm Aislinn Kelly, Deputy Editor at FitPro, and for today's podcast I'm joined by Alina Cooper, the Founder and Managing Director of FitLinks, which is the only online job platform dedicated to the fitness industry. Alina, thanks for joining us. Hi Aislinn, great to speak to you today. So, for some of our Group X instructors and PTs who are maybe thinking about how they can really stand out to recruiters, when it comes to, say, the About Me profile on their website, um, how should they effectively write it to stand out and what key information should be on there and what do you think they should actually leave out? I think it's really important for candidates to spend some time actually rethinking about what it is they want to say about themselves and how they want to come across to a potential employer. Most employers, you know, they're inundated with applications. They're constantly seeing candidate profiles. So it's important that it's to the point, it's brief, and it portrays them in the best possible or light, because effectively, they've only got a few seconds to actually convince that person to carry on reading and to find out more about them. So I think it's really important that they introduce themselves, obviously, but also really highlight the skills and experience they possess that are relevant to the job in question, or to the industry they're looking to work for. And, you know, there's no definitive list of skills that a company necessarily is looking for. So it's important that they do their research into the industry and the role they're looking for, and create that about section around those key factors that they think employers are going to be looking for. And it's not about listing all of your relevant work experience. It's it's about deciding what's most relevant because you don't want that, that section to be hugely wordly. As I said, it does need to be brief. I always recommend that people also focus on their achievements. So don't just list a, you know, put a list of skills that you have. Actually think about some of the, the success stories you've had in your career and what might make you stand out against the competition. And one thing I always say to people to avoid doing, especially on whether it's your About Me profile or on your CV, is your interest section. It's a really old fashioned thing to have on a CV is to put, you know, my interests are socialising, reading, blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's something we always recommend candidates leave out. It's very outdated, as I said. But if you are insistent on including something about your interests, then avoid using words like hobbies and make sure that what you're putting actually adds value. So for example, if you're a very active charity worker, then that may well be of interest and may well add value. However, if you like going down the pub on a Saturday afternoon and, you know, watching the footy with your mates, probably not so relevant. So in terms of when they're looking to attract and communicate with potential employers on the different social media platforms, so Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter, should your tone of voice differ uh, depending on which platform you're on? Yes and no. Your tone of voice, whether it be for a candidate or an employer on social media, should reflect your personality, whether it's the personality of the individual or in an employer's case, the personality of their brand. So I wouldn't say that it needs to differ too vastly because actually you want to portray and you want to come across as who you are and what you're about. And the type of messaging though is where it potentially differs and how you use those platforms. Because obviously, you know, with Twitter, for example, you're limited by a certain number of words. So it's quite important that you get your message across quite succinctly. Whereas with things like Facebook and Instagram, it's very much more image led. And also you have a lot more characters that you can use to actually, you know, obviously support that. And then LinkedIn, again, 
it's much more professional network. So you should, you should still show your personality and your tone of voice, I would suggest, remains pretty constant across. But the type of content you're posting needs to vary platform to platform. I think one of the big mistakes we see candidates make when it comes to social media is that they post obviously a lot about their private lives, which is fine, which is obviously what social media is there for. But when an employer is, is looking at different candidates, they will check their social media nowadays. And if your profile is public, especially with Facebook or Instagram, then you need to be really careful about what you're posting. Because do you want an employer very drunk on a night out with friends or, you know, go back 10 years ago when you were using social media at university? You know, do you want them seeing, you know, the antics you got up to when you're at university? So I think it's important that candidates reflect and have, you know, think long and hard about what they want a potential employer to see. And if they want to keep Facebook personal, then just make your profile private so that only your friends can see it, which I highly recommend because, you know, it is it's a great platform if used correctly. The same with Instagram. Instagram can be a phenomenal tool and is becoming more and more popular in the fitness industry. We generally don't see too many employers looking for candidates on Instagram or researching them on Instagram. However, we do see it the other way around. We see a lot of candidates looking at employers on Instagram. But again, with Instagram, you've got the option of making your profile private. So that's something to consider, depending on the type of content you're posting, whether you think it's relevant for an employer to see. Because ultimately, you want to come across as as a professional person, but also you do want to show your personality a little bit. You want to show that you can have fun, you know, the things you like doing. But there's a line and many people do cross that line, unfortunately. So, you know, my, my key advice would be think long and hard about what profiles you want people to see and consider making your Facebook or Instagram private if you don't want to obviously censor the type of content you're posting. And also remember, it's not just about the content you post, it's about the content people may tag you in. So on Facebook, obviously, if someone or Instagram, if someone tags you in something that can be seen, you know, by the masses, if your profile isn't private, LinkedIn and Twitter, on the other hand, are generally much more professional networks. You know, nowadays, Twitter is very much used kind of in a newsfeed type format. And the great thing about Twitter is that your messages can be seen by anyone. But also, if you're not posting the right content, that obviously can be a negative again. So it just requires a little bit of thought. Think about the type of content. You know, if you want to be considered as an expert in your particular field, then make sure you're posting content that positions you as that expert so that when an employer is looking, they will see that actually you've written some great articles or you've shared some great content or you've got an opinion on you know, a relevant industry topic, because it's always good to show that you're up to date on the industry, that you, you know, if you're a personal trader, for example, you want to be, you know, ahead of all the latest trends. You want to be obviously scientifically proven. You want to be displaying that you do undertake regular ongoing, you know, CPD and that you're investing in your education and that you're not just sitting still and tools like Twitter can be quite useful for that, especially with kind of tagging yourself at key events and interacting with other organizations and individuals within the sector and then LinkedIn lastly obviously it's set up to target professionals and with over 467 million users it's a really key platform for people we generally see that there's a huge amount of kind of management sales and and those operational type roles on there but there has recently been quite a big influx in your kind of personal trainer your fitness instructor swimming teachers those kind of customer facing roles as well so it is really important that you make sure your profile is fully up to date and again that you're 
don't just be an inactive user on these platforms. You know, you can sit back and observe all you want, but you're not going to stand out from the competition if you're just sat, if you're a wallflower. It's really important to make sure that you are engaging with, you know, articles and posts that people are writing, that you are following relevant pages, that you're interacting with people and where possible that you are posting your own content as well. And and like I said, position yourself as that expert. Hmm. Absolutely. So would you say that LinkedIn is sort of the, the main platform for professional exchanges rather than those those other more social ones? Yes, definitely. That's I think the, the yeah, I think that it's really important to make sure your profile's up to date, that your you know, your summary, your about me section at the top is relevant and that you update it as your life changes. That profile shouldn't sit the same for the next twenty years, even if you're in the same job for the next twenty years. It's something Along with your CV, whether you're looking for a new job or, or, or not, I always recommend that people keep their CV and their LinkedIn profile simultaneously up to date. And the reason being is that actually it allows you to reflect on how you're doing in your career. You know, you might be at a job for, let's say, the past five years and you obviously have your regular re- reviews, well, we'd hope with your employer, but actually you should take time to self-reflect. And I always find the best way of doing that is actually to use your updating your CV as that opportunity, because it makes you really specifically think about the successes you've had recently, what you're doing in your career, the new skills you've learned. It allows you to identify if you've got any skill gaps or anything that you would develop in, but it also allows you to sit there and think, well, actually, have I achieved anything in the last year? And if you haven't, that can be a time to either really focus on what you can do to make an impact in your business and kind of have that new energy and release of energy really again, or vice versa. You might sit and think, well, actually, I'm, I'm stagnant in this role. I'm not progressing. I'm not challenging myself. Maybe it's time to think about a change of direction. So I think those two tools can be really useful. And, you know, I think it's super important. LinkedIn profile should always be up to date, but make sure your CV reflects that too, because you want when you send your CV to an employer, they are quite likely to check out your social media. So it's important that everything's updated and consistent. So it shows again that you've taken time and you, you know, you're a professional and conscientious person that's ticked all the boxes and made sure that everything's up to date really. And one tool for LinkedIn, which is a really, really useful one for people is there's actually an option to select that you're actively looking for jobs. Mm. So if you are looking for a role, you can select that so that employers can find you a little bit easier. And you've got things like your premium profiles that you can upgrade to. And I think it's something like £23 a month. And that then allows you to do more detailed searches. Again, it helps you stand out to employers. It gives you like a badge on your profile to show that you're a premium job seeker. So, you know, there's there's small little tips and tricks that you can do there. But I would, like I said, I would definitely recommend keeping keeping it up to date. Make sure it's, it's fresh, interesting content and that it is relevant to where you are in your life currently. Hmm. And would you say then that CVs are kind of becoming a little less important or having a little less clout because maybe employers are taking what's on social media a bit more seriously and kind of creating a bigger picture of that person? And that could be what turns them off in the end. It's definitely what can turn them off. 100% agree. However, I do still think there's a place for CVs as it stands because... For example, with FitLinks, we have an online application process where an employer can see a candidate's profile and they can see everything from their work experience, their education, their qualifications, the type of job, location, all that sort of key information. But we also give candidates, we also ask candidates to upload a CV. And the reason we still do that is employers do like a little bit more information. And unfortunately, some employers are still 
the processes when it comes to recruitment are quite antiquated. And we generally see that some employers still insist, insist on old-fashioned paper applications where you have to go to their websites, print an application form, fill it out, and then post it back to them. And as you can imagine, the drop-off rate for that is ridiculously huge because, you know, how many people post things nowadays? It's time that both employers and candidates really embrace technology and start thinking about how they can simplify processes and streamline their recruitment, which will save, on an employer's perspective, will save them time and money. And from a candidate's perspective, they can position themselves in the best possible light. So by complete, making sure all their online profiles are up to date, whether it's on FitLinks, LinkedIn, or on their relevant other social media sites. But I would, you know, coming back around to the CV side of things, I would say that having a CV is important. Mm. But, you know, for me personally, when I'm recruiting for my own business, I will obviously shortlist my candidates. And once I get them to that interview stage, I will do a little bit of digging to see that, you know, see what I can find out about them and to see whether I think they're a right fit for my business. And, you know, from a, that's not just whether they possess the right skills, because I've always been of the opinion that skills can be taught, whereas will can't. So I'd always hire, hire on will rather than skill. And I think how someone portrays themselves online and how they behave is really important. And I will always, always see if I can find someone on Facebook. I don't generally look on Twitter too much. I will always have a look at their LinkedIn profile. And more and more recently, I've also been using Instagram because it's a really popular tool, especially within the fitness industry. Mm. So it's a stage process. People will look at the CV first, and that's going to be the decision of whether you're successful or not on shortlisted for an interview is going to be down to your CV and your online application form. So the better your CV, the better your application form, the more likely you are to be shortlisted. And then I think social media is that almost that kind of taking over reference checking to a certain extent. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's allowing you to, to ha- kind of investigate what someone's like, uh, whether they're the right fit for your business culturally. Mm, absolutely. And what, and what about face-to-face kind of networking then? Are, are there any particular events that you think um, instructors should get to to network effectively with recruiters? Yeah, there's, you know, as you know, there's lots of different industry events. And I think it's really important that people are attending those events on a regular basis and they don't have to go to all of them because you do generally see a lot of the same faces at each different event at each different time of the year. But it's important to go to those events from an educational perspective as well, because they usually run some really interesting workshops alongside the actual trade show part of the event. They often have networking events as well. And it's a time to actually, again, put your best foot forwards. So making sure you look the part, making sure you're networking with people while you're there and that you're not just you know, walking around and keeping yourself to yourself, you know, and if there's a particular career path you're looking to follow, or there's a particular company you're interested in working with, that's a really key time to actually go and have a chat with them. You know, if they've got a stand at one of these events, you can go and see them on their stand. And I always, you know, say to candidates that, you know, especially in the fitness industry, competition is fierce. You know, there's lots of personal trainers, there's lots of instructors out there. And you want to make sure that you you stand out from the competition and that you show how you are different from them. No different than when you're selling a product. You know, we always talk about your USPs and it's exactly the same for an individual. Think about what your USPs are. Why are you different to the PC stood next to you or, you know, the one down the road? Um, why should that company want to work with you over them? You know, and there's, you've got things like Elevate, which has become a really interesting event over the last couple of years, which has some great educational content along with the trade show and the networking element. You know, Body Power 
you know, has obviously been previously more consumer based, but they're they're launching a trade element this year as well. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you go for the consumer event if you're looking to network, but it, you know, it may well be worthwhile going for the the trade day on the Friday. You've obviously got things like IFS for instructors and that side of things. You've got the SFN Expo up in Scotland. You've got things like BFIT in London which is a great one for group exercise and then you've got your international ones like FIBO and Ursa which you know if you're in the position to they're fantastic events to go to but you know not a necessity from a a networking perspective for a candidate and I think it's really important to remember that networking is a continual process so it's it's about you may make that contact initially and you know it might be a case you don't get that job now or it might be a case that you know they don't have even have a vacancy. So it's important that you always make that effort to keep in touch with people that you've spoken with, even if it's just drop them an email and say, you know, how are things going or add them on LinkedIn to engage with them in that way. You know, it was great to meet you at this event last week. Please keep me in mind if, you know, any suitable vacancies come up or, or just great to meet you. Just as simple as that. And I think my number one tip for networking is never burn bridges. The industry is way too small and you never know where you'll end up in the future and the person that you've just been speaking to may well be the person that ends up interviewing you in the future at a completely different company so it's just always important to treat people with respect never burn bridges and to actively engage with them regularly don't don't just do it once and then forget Mm, yes keep up that relationship 100 percent. so in terms of fit links how does that work how can people use your service okay so obviously we have two elements when it comes to fit links we have obviously the job board where employers can actually post their vacancies. So from an employer side of things, we provide an online job board for the leisure sector. And we tried to really think about how we could embrace technology and how we can move away from some of the more antiquated processes in the recruitment industry and provide a really modern, intuitive service that helps employers save time and money and that's what it's about ultimately you know recruitment can be a huge expense for companies and we wanted to provide a service that actually saves you time and money and allows you to take a lot of your admin processes and and simplify them and streamline that whole recruitment process and take it online so from an employer perspective we offer a range of services from job adverts through to talent matching which is where employers can actually headhunt candidates by using our talent match tool and we also now have a number of support packages as well where we help employers with everything from writing their job adverts because it's something we see a, a regular pattern that job adverts are generally quite poor and are just list of demands rather than actually selling to the candidate right the way through to helping you manage the applicant tracking systems and we're really uh, passionate about people in using video so both candidates and employers video is the next big thing as everyone knows and I think there's a real opportunity for employers to use video to sell to candidates so by creating really exciting engaging company videos that really highlight what it's like to work for that organization and and show the culture within the business what's important to them their values and why I should choose to work for that company over another company and also from a candidate's perspective we actually encourage candidates to upload video to their profile to show employers as to who they are you know what you know what why should I employ that candidate over the next candidate so that's kind of from an employer side of things and we have some you know we're really passionate about providing fantastic customer service but also providing affordable solutions for employers so we can help employers on that front and you know anyone listening to this podcast you know feel free to get in contact to chat with us further about how we could help you with your recruitment um 
from a candidate perspective, obviously for employers when they post jobs, they need candidates to apply. Uh, so for the candidates out there, we recommend that you register your profile on Fitlink. So you can just head over to our website, which is fitlinks.co.uk. You can register your profile. It takes about two, three minutes. And all we ask is you fill out a few, you know, a few bits of information, upload your CV. You've got the option of uploading a photo and video, as I said, neither are mandatory. But obviously, it's a great thing to have it on there to really make sure your profile is complete in a similar way that you would do your LinkedIn profile. And then candidates can then search for jobs on our job board directly. But they can as I mentioned with the Talent Match a second ago, Talent Match is a great tool for both candidates and employers. If you've registered your details on Fitlinks, you will then, employers will be able to then find you and headhunt you directly. So you may get a phone call or an email from an employer saying, you know, hey, Lynn, we found your details on Fitlinks. You've been matched with us for XYZ role. Uh, we'd love to have a chat with you about it. And it just means that recruitment is going both ways. Candidates can be headhunted, plus they can also apply for jobs directly. And from a candidate's perspective as well, we're going to be launching some additional services and products for them shortly in line with our new website release in May. And it will be things like you, as a registered candidate with us, you'll get uh, benefits and discounts with our key partners as well. So not only are you benefiting from registering with us to be able to apply for jobs and you know and be up to date, you also will get access to some fantastic discount codes for training courses, products, etc. And we we're really passionate about content as well. So we want to try and help both employers and candidates by providing useful content from ourselves and obviously relevant industry experts on everything from you know, how to become a great PT through to retention, through to sales, through to CV writing, you know, all these different tools that are going to be useful for you within your career. Sounds great. Sounds like a very useful tool. For it is. Yeah, we <laughs> hope so. Yeah, no, it's, um, we've been running up over a year now. And we've got, you know, thousands and thousands of candidates registered. Uh, we're working with some really great employers and that's only, you know, growing every single day. So, yeah, we would, you know, love to have a chat with any candidates out there and also any employers, really. Fantastic. Well, Alina, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you chatting to me. No problem at all. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks so much. For more information about FitPro Education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy the, today's podcast and see you next time. Thank you.